Thank you for tuning in. This is the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. We are back and better than ever. My name is Robert Eng. I'm going to be one of your hosts for this episode. And with me, say hi to the new Papa Sheehan. What's up, Mike? How's it going? What's up, people? How you doing? I'm very sleepy. Very, very sleepy. Mike, you know, he said he's sleep-deprived because of new baby Indiana. Mike, would you like to just update whoever's listening out there to uh, the new recent turn of events? Yeah, I have had uh, my wife and I, we had a uh, beautiful baby boy named Indiana Nicholas. Um, he was born on August 11th. Uh, he's happy. Both uh, him and my wife are doing really well. And we're all just learning how to be a family together. It's uh, it's quite an awesome, incredible, uh, sleepy adventure. <laughs> that is awesome. And from, you know, Kamina and myself, we are just so happy for you, too. We are so very excited to one day meet baby Indiana. And just uh, the best of luck for, you know, you two taking on this journey. Thank you. Thank you. We, uh, we, we're really happy, and he's, he's, he's awesome, so... Thank you. <laughs> All right. So for this episode, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones Season 7. Season 7 just wrapped up last weekend with a monstrous 79-minute no, finale. And it's I'm, I'm really intrigued because Mike and I have not even been able to talk to each other about how we felt about this past season, what we liked, what we disliked, you know, what we expect is going to happen next. Um, so I'm really, really eager to hear your thoughts about everything, Mike. So let's just, like, jump right in. And first and foremost, like, let's just... I, I just want to know what you thought overall, Mike, as uh, the season seven. Season seven was only seven seven episodes long. And I just want to know what you thought about it. How did it compare to other seasons? Did you like the pacing? Did you... Were there things that you really disliked? Did you think it really matched up to previous seasons? Like, so g- give me your overall thoughts about season seven. So I definitely have a lot of mixed emotions about this season. You know, I, I said overall, I have to say I was kind of disappointed with this season. And I would even say that this was, you know, arguably the sloppiest season of Game of Thrones um, as far as the writing goes. Um, in contrast to that, it was the most incredibly visual uh, season of Game of Thrones I think overall, there's just you know a couple things we'll probably get into a little bit more, but just some incredible uh, battle sequences and uh, you know visuals with dragons. That I mean, it, it was really really quite impressive for a TV show. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, starting from the the battle when we saw the dragons, you know, burn the Lannister army and everything. That 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 scene, that battle was just visually amazing. Might have been one of the best shot, you know, battle sequences in Game of Thrones history, but I'm totally in agreement with you, Mike, saying how sloppy this writing was, and it's a shame because we have kind of had these expectations throughout these years, watching Game of Thrones just absolutely amaze us, even surprise us many, many, many times again, and to have, to watch this past season, and a lot of the... I would say, like, character motivations didn't seem like it fit. A lot of... There were a lot more conveniences for probably just the purpose of storytelling rather than things really, like, kind of, like, really feeling pure. And these are things that didn't happen in the past of Game of Thrones. These are things that 
just and because it didn't happen in the past, they were so eye opening when things were happening. And yeah, it just seemed like you know, writing was sloppy. And I think there's a big conversation now going about like how big a part Martin was to, when he wrote the books, and since the show has has now surpassed the the writings of the novels. Maybe Benioff and Weiss, the creators of Game of Thrones, the TV show, has been suffering with trying to figure out how to end the game here, Mike. So, what do you think is are, are the problems? Like, is the problem are the problems with not having the blueprints of Martin's books anymore to go back on? Are the problems with shortening a season and trying to cram too much because pacing was really all over the place this past season what, what do you think the problem really lied with um you know it's kind of like a, a subpar season well i mean you know i, I think it's um you know a multi-pronged issue you know like you said um I, you know they started this show out as an adaptation series right and and you know I, and, and while they're still adapting certain sections and certain stuff that we saw during the season are still from the book, for the bulk of the season, you know, I don't know, 90% or whatever, it's it's new. It's original content that they had to create. Um, and that's just not what this show was meant to be. You know, this was meant to be an adaptation. It was meant to have that source material. And so they're all, you know, all these writers and creators and showrunners are all stepping out of their comfort zone of an adaptation and having to switch gears on content um, that they have to create. Uh, I mean, completely create from top to bottom. And so I think that, you know, it's, it's this, you know, if this was like season one of a show, it would make sense that it was sloppy. It's like, oh, it's kind of trying to find its way, trying to figure out how these characters are supposed to get to X, Y, and Z, you know, I think there would be a lot more lean way, but because this is season seven of a incredible TV show, you know, it, it really highlights um, how many things, you know, in my opinion, kind of like went wrong. Um, and then, like you said, you know, the truncated short season, it definitely seems like the showrunners, uh, Benioff and Weiss, you know, they're kind of like done with the show. <clears throat> um, you know, they've been doing this for a long time. Uh, they have incredibly complicated uh, travel schedules where they fly all around the world shooting this show. Um, and they just, you know, they're trying to just get it done. Seven episodes this season, six episodes next season for the for the final uh, series finale. Um, so, I mean, they, I think they just needed, you know, they needed to put this into warp, warp speed. And uh, I think it definitely is suffering because of that. You know? Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, you know, the shortened season and just the travel schedule, they're, they're busy guys trying to wrap everything up. And it's also, I don't know, I, I think there's a big, big pressure on them because this is such a beloved series and there's so many fans. And like, you know, like obviously as fans and as viewers, we don't want them to mess it up. But I guarantee you they don't want to mess it up either because like this is the, this has been their lives for the past, you know, almost a decade, for the past several years. So obviously they don't want to mess it up and they're doing the best they can. We, we shouldn't be saying, oh, they're just, they're just obviously, you know, purposely making a bad season. Like, first of all, this wasn't a bad season. It was just a disappointing season, like you said, Mike. But I think, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. I feel like maybe a problem was when they said, okay, we're going to have two seasons, you know, left. We're going to have two years. We're going to have seven episodes and six episodes. And I feel like doing that kind of 
opens the door slightly at least for the writers and the creators to kind of like not give it their all on a penultimate season when when you're announcing there's two seasons left and it reminds me of what the americans just did this past year i know you stopped watching the americans mike but the americans have been a critically acclaimed show for its entire run and then when they announced that they're going to end the series in two years in two more seasons this past penultimate season was very disappointing as well kind of in the same line of game of thrones and then you think about when movie franchises that are adaptations from books say, hey, we're going to take this last book and we're going to break this up into two parts. They're trying to get as much money as possible. I get it. But almost always that second to last film, when you're like, you know, Harry Potter, Deathly Harrows, part one and part two, it just part one never feels complete. It never feels like a real thing. It feels just like a setup to what the final showdown, all of the climaxes and the battles and the and the interactions it's going to be in the final season. And I kind of just wish maybe it would have been better off if Gamer Thrones was just like, let's just do one more season, make it ten episodes, and let it be that. So they can kind of just really... Just, just write it better and pace themselves better and kind of plan out everything better instead of planning out in these two chunks, these two blocks, um, you know, penultimate season and the ultimate final season. Like, do you think that had anything to do with maybe the struggles of this season? Um, you know, I, I, I guess I'd have to disagree with you. I think it would have been worse if they just made it one last season because it just seems like there is so much that they had to do, and, uh, you know, all right, so one of the, to get specific, one of the big things that was an issue this season for me was um, how the characters traveled around the world of Game of Thrones. You know, traveled and got messages, you know, there's this big thing where they send ravens, and in seasons before, you know, somebody would send a raven and it would get there like four episodes later because we're, you know, these continents uh, and these lands are, pretty darn far apart from each other, you know, um, so it would take a long time for messages to get back and forth, um, and this season, you know, it started out, and it definitely seemed like it was speeding up how fast um, messages and people got to different places, and, you know, by the sixth episode, uh, you know, the sixth episode really just, there was some huge, huge continuity issues with how long that messages to receive. So I'm going to get a little specific if you're okay with that on episode 6. Is that cool? Spoiler alert. We're going into it. If you haven't finished the season, pause it, watch it, and come back. Alright, Mike, go ahead. And the reason I want to get specific about episode 6 is because I feel like it is caused a huge issue for fans. Um, so episode 6, we have um, I, 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 think it, I think it's called North of the Wall or I, I, I don't remember what it's actually called. Um, but we had the, the whole thing that I had, the whole problem that I had is that Jon Snow and company, you know, the fabulous seven or there was all these different names going around for them. They go north of the wall to try and capture a white walker to bring it back to Cersei to prove that the dead are really dead and that they should all join together to fight them. But, you know, this, this band of, of bandits go north. Um, they find uh, the whites, um, they start uh, fighting them. Um, then there's a massive army uh, behind them, and they get trapped. And it's just this whole sequence where they're trapped on a rock, and in like 
what seems like the one hour that they're trapped on a rock, they send this one guy, Gendry, to run all the way back to the wall. Um, not only does he get to the wall, but they then send a raven from the wall all the way to Daenerys. Daenerys gets it, receives it, takes her dragons, and goes all the way to to where they are beyond the wall and saves them, uh, you know, saves them from, any of them from dying, with the exception of, of one one kind of minor character, uh, the one of the priests, the Red Priests. So this all happens in the show within 20 to 30 minutes, um, but it, even in the world of Game of Thrones, it seems like it happens within an eight-hour time period or something along those lines, and it's just completely unrealistic and and. And there's so many more things I had a problem with this episode, but that was probably the biggest. Like, it just did not make any sense whatsoever. Do you agree? Yeah, I think, yeah, the thing that we've been pointing out for this season, and one thing was the problem of, yeah, like like you said, the time element. It's confusing for viewers because, like you said, in previous seasons, they are able to really show you how long it takes you know for one person to travel from you know one land to another for a raven to travel and, and send a message and this season right from the beginning we I, I was lost with time i'm just like how did they f- sail all this whole fleet from you know so-and-so to dragonstone to so-and-so how did euron get there so quickly like it was a very confusing thing for me and a confusing thing for viewers but I, I feel like because of the beginning of the season and it really, like, everything was just fast-forwarded. And I, I kind of just got used to it in a way. I'm not saying that, I mean, surely this was a thing that was a negative for me in the Game of Thrones. But because they are announcing there's only 13 episodes left and, you know, 7 was this season. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of understood that we had to be fast-forwarded. We had to kind of just, like, we couldn't have those liberties and the, and the you know... Of, of a raven taking three episodes to get somewhere else. It's just really tricky now for viewers because we kind of just have to assume and just allow these things to happen. Like you said, they, they they probably were on that rock for days. And, like, how did they survive the the cold, no food for days? And, like you said, there were many, many problems with that episode, um, that just being one of them. But, yeah, it's 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 it's... These are the elements and these are the details that Game of Thrones never messed up in the past, which is why it's so alarming that they did it again and again this past season. And yeah, we understand. Let me just interrupt you real quick. So, you know, my whole point with this, and I think you agree, I think you would agree, is that, like, it wouldn't have been better if they did this as one season. Right? They need they need to do this as like four or five more seasons because there's just so much content and they really needed to take their time with it. And, you know, they, they set this precedent, I agree with you, that this season was going to be fast-forwarded. And I'm okay with that, but episode six just broke the mold and was just absolutely ridiculous as far as the time goes. So I think a lot of people had problems with that. That being said, the season, the seri- the season finale was the highest-watched episode of any episode of Game of Thrones, which is absolutely ridiculous that this show is still growing this late in the game but it's it's just impressive (laughs) it is impressive honestly yes Uh, obviously if we could have our you know our our choice sure i would love it to go on for another two three four five ten twelve you know twenty seasons because it needs that much time to do it correctly 
it's just, okay, but it's just like they wanted to finish it in two seasons. What I was trying to say was, yeah, obviously I would pick a longer ending than a shorter ending, but I'm saying with, I would rather it have one season, ten episodes, so they can just concentrate on that season and really, you know, there, there were a lot of storylines and a lot of things that just really didn't matter, which is so frustrating when you know there's such limited time now for for the remaining of this series. When we have when we have Theon on screen, I just want to shout and I'm just shaking my pillow because I'm just like, why? I'm not invested in Theon's redemption anymore. I don't care. He should be off screen. He shouldn't even have been in the meeting at the Dragon's Pit. Like, why is he even important anymore? I don't care. And when the stupid Stark sisters, like little spat, having it be maybe a ruse just to kill Littlefinger, but like, that could have been incredibly shortened up like we didn't need to spend over a couple hours on that whole little you know argument and trying I don't, I don't even know what that was that was so off the path of what game of thrones is used to what what I, what what my point was is that having two seasons announcing two seasons left i really feel like they kind of phoned it in this season and then next season is going to just going to be nuts and i i and because it's going to be limited episodes, we just have to kind of excuse the fact that they're going to be bending that time element greatly because they don't have that liberty to, you know, allow time to really pass naturally like it would. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we could, we could agree to disagree, but I just feel like it might have been better just one 10-episode season rather than two seasons split up to, to finish the series off. Um... Do you want to name some things? We, we've kind of been like saying some things we've been disappointed about and things that failed us. What are some things that you really did enjoy other than like the visuals? We talked about the visuals and the battle scenes and the dragons are really cool. But what else did you really like about season seven, Mike? Uh, you know, it's a good question. I mean, the definite highlights are the visuals of the battle, you know, the couple battles that went on. Um, I, I mean, you know, just having some characters be reunited was pretty cool. Um, you know, Jamie and Tyrion meeting again and, and arguing, and, and you know, fi- the finale like Tyrion and Cersei getting back together and having a conversation. Like, I, I enjoy. You know, the thing that got me so pumped about Game of Thrones was a lot of the conversations. It wasn't the battles. You know, it was the dialogue and, and seeing these characters interact with each other. So um, it was cool to see a lot of that. Um, and, and again, spoiler alert, you know, uh, with John and Daenerys, um, it was, I think they had a lot of chemistry together on screen. Um, you know, and it's just, uh, obviously they are related to each other, which is going to be quite the bomb to drop on both of them next, next season. Um, but I, I really enjoyed them and their scenes together as well. What about you? Yeah, I think I think a big part of this season that was cool, other than the visuals, was how certain characters were meeting for the first time, and it was exciting for us to see that. It was exciting for us to see, oh my God, John is going to meet Daenerys. It was it was exciting for us to see, you know, Gendry and uh, <laughs> you know Davos again. It was exciting for us to see the the meeting with Cersei, Daenerys, and Jon Snow all in the same exact place. We see the Hound meet the Mountain again. It was 
that that was just exciting because this is such an epic tale that was able to take its time with its storytelling in the past. And yeah, these are characters that haven't even seen each other ever, or they haven't seen each other for you know five, six years. So it was it was cool, and obviously the Stark reunion back at Winterfell was really really nice. So I guess um, let's go ahead and try to figure out you know. What, where we think the show is headed. I heard it's going to be six episodes. It's going to be six monster episodes. Maybe each episode is going to be at least 90 minutes long, which is going to be pretty cool. Uh, but because of these monster episodes in this final season, we there's a, there's a rumor that we might not be able to see the final season until 2019, which is fine by me. As long as they take their time and do it correctly, that's fine. Um... So I'm just going to ask you a couple questions, Mike. Tell me where you're at. Like, are you excited to see this great war between, um, you know, the Night King and the Army of the Undead against the the Living? How do you think that's really going to play out? Like, wh- what are your thoughts about that? You know, I kind of don't care anymore. I feel like we've seen them battle quite a few times already, and I'm just like, all right. I'm hoping that the first episode they just they just, you know, kill every, uh, you know, they destroy the Night King and that whole army, and then we kind of move on because I want to get back to, like, what's going to happen, you know, in the in what I think is the more interesting storyline, you know, with who's going to end up sitting on the Iron Throne. Um, and, yeah, so I, I kind of, I'm over it. Uh, you know, there's a couple um, random, like, theories out there about who the Night King is. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this on a past podcast, uh do you want to hear a theory? The Bran is Night King theory? Yeah, so that Bran and Stark is the Night King. Um, that's That would be pretty cool if that came to be, if that came to fruition, I would think. Um, but other than that, I'm just I'm just really not that invested anymore. It's going to be a, a cool fight, so that'll be interesting to see those visuals. But I'm like, let's get it over with and let's move on to you know the more important storyline of Game of Thrones. Yeah, that, I mean, one major problem with this whole army of the undead and the White Walkers and the Night King is that, you know, they're they're cool visually and they're cool as just like big, humongous force that is threatening the lives of humanity, but. You know, Game of Thrones and what has always has been more intriguing to us with anything is that is the human aspect. And like you said, well, it's more it's more intriguing because we've seen these these characters fleshed out and developed for the past six, seven years. We as much as we hate Cersei, I can like really like I, I like her as a character. I love her as a villain. She is definitely a greater villain than the Night King is. And either Game of Thrones has to kind of give the Night King some more, you know, which I'm not even sure if that's possible because they kind of showed how he was created and everything. But I don't know if they can really give him a storyline at all at this point of the game. So, yeah, you know, just just wipe wipe out this this army. And apparently, I, I think if you kill the Night King, the entire army is just pretty much vanished. Mike, is that like the consensus that you're getting to from this? Yeah, I uh... Definitely. And it's kind of like, it's almost like The Walking Dead, even though that's not a show that I would recommend watching. <laughs> it's it, it always has been more fascinating, the humans and what they do to each other and how they affect each other, rather than them fighting the undead and the zombies the entire time. And I think that is exactly the case, because we're, we're interested in what the humans are going to do, how, how they're going to react to each other, and that's the exciting part of this game, and that's what Game of Thrones have done so well. 
Um, as to Bran and his Night King theory, great theory. Go go watch it or read up on it. It's it's really really interesting. I just don't see them having enough time to fully flesh this out. But at the same time. Bran just seems like he is such a major character and has been such a major character for almost the entire series and he has not remotely been a major character. Like, he's been sitting on the bench for most of the seven seasons of Game of Thrones and I want him to come in as relief and finally just Mariana Rivera the crap out of this final season. I want, like, I feel like he has such a big part and I don't know what it is. And I don't know, if that's, if that's going to be, you know, Brandon's Night King thing, that would be a humongously great way to kind of wrap things and tie things together. I, I'm kind of doubting that that's going to come true, but you know, I could be hopeful. I feel I loved Bran for so long, especially with his warging and three three eyed raven powers. But I don't know, he could do so much more. I just don't know what they have in store for him. Mike, do you feel the same way? I do. I I, I agree with you. It, it, you know, it kind of. I feel like if they, at this point, if they don't make him the Night King, it's a it's a miss. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, what do we think about? Um, you know, who, who do you think it's going to be? How do you think that Daenerys and Jon Snow thing is going to play out? Obviously, they just did it. Maybe Danny's going to get preggers, even though she said she can't. That's kind of the way Targaryens roll anyway. They want to keep the true blood. But like, it's cool that the the, the finale wrapped up with um, Bran talking with Sam. Which, by the way, those, those are just two awesome characters to be having a chat. That was that was a great scene. And them kind of shedding light that, you know, he's a Targaryen, but not only a Targaryen, they actually got married. He's Aegar and Targaryen, the rightful heir to the throne. Like, I don't know. It's cool. These are cool things. I can't wait for them to tell John. It's going to be amazing. He's just going to be, be even more mopier and emo than he usually is. He's like, oh my god, I just did my aunt or whatever. And But D- Danny seems like she really still just, like, has her eye on the prize. Obviously, she wants to wipe out the undead because no one is good dead. But afterwards, she wants the Iron Throne. Jon Snow doesn't even seem like he wants to rule. He doesn't even seem like he wants to be alive at this point. Like, what do you? How do you think that's going to play out? Yeah, I mean, look. Long story short, I think what's going to happen is she's going to get pregnant. She's going to sit on the Iron Throne, and then both her and Jon Snow are going to die, and the child will be the successor. <laughs> that's really, I think, that's how <laughs> it's going to end. Like the final episode of like whatever this child ends up being, male or female, is going to be the ruler. <laughs> I like it. Mike, do you think Cersei is actually pregnant, or is this all just a, a, a fake plan that she's trying to use? No, I, I think she is pregnant, but I think that um, I don't think she's going to carry the pregnancy to, to term. Oh, that makes sense. Um, anything else you want to mention about Game of Thrones before uh, we call it quit for this episode, Mike? Uh, not really. Just, um, you know, I... I it is a shame that it's going to take so long for the next season. I, I agree with you that it's necessary, and I'm glad they're taking their time. But it is, like, killer to have this much time in between seasons. Yeah, it's it's going to be kind of brutal. But, you know, that's why uh, in our next episode we're going to be talking about some shows that we might want to watch while Game of Thrones is off the air. We're going to be doing our fall TV preview and shows that we are looking forward to watch. So thank you for listening to our Game of Thrones podcast episode. I'm Rob. He is Mike. This is the Popcorn and Pop Culture podcast. Tune in next time, guys. Peace. Peace.